0: Hi, I'm Richard Osborne from UK Business Forums, and for International Women's Day, I'm really privileged to have spoken to some inspirational business women as part of the Drive podcast. And I'd like to share with you some of their sound bites and nuggets of advice now.
1: So my parents stepped down and I was operations director and the MD at the time didn't feel that he 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 didn't want to take on the responsibility he wanted the security of something else so he took one of our new contracts that was in the pipeline and went to work for that business which left me at 25 uh with my fd running 12 centers around the uk
0: that's quite a that's quite a substantial um operation at such a young age
1: it was, and i didn 't really know anything about anything i knew uh, I knew how to read a p and l just about I knew how to chase debtors, I knew how to run a building because that 's what i 'd been doing but i didn 't know anything about business at all how to, and, and uh, I was good with people that was all I really had at that time um, and then um in the September of that year. So that all happened in the January, February, March. And then in the September, the F- my FD died, uh, sadly, of cancer. So I was left all alone. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, and I, I, um, I got through it. I had amazing people around me. Life wasn't as complicated then as it is now. Uh, and I soon realized that Running a business which was based across the UK w- was not possible with
0: the structure that I had. You've just touched on something which is related to like one of the questions I'd say really here. Um, so if we take that where you get all the advice and somebody, um, you still think you're on the right track. If somebody knows that... They might be in a nine-to-five or some sort of situation. I think, all right, I want to run my own business, but I don't know what I want to do. The how? What would be the advice you'd give somebody like that? So, they, um, yeah, in fact, I won't lead the answer. Just you know, How would you approach that?
2: Yeah, well, the first thing is base it on the thing that you love to do. Yeah. So base it on your passion. Um, and I will never forget, and Richard, you may remember this, I spent years running an event called Startup Saturday where... Taught thousands of people, it was all in person. Um, And only once of the people who came to Startup Saturday, which I must have run over a period of six years. Um, And the way we'd start Startup Saturday is I'd say to everyone, we'd have 25 people in the room, and I'd say, let's go round, each of you share the idea that you're looking to start. And so many times I would hear, I'm a banker by day, but my real love in life is is baking. Or I work for the civil service, but what I love is graphic design. And of course, they were starting a business based on the thing that they loved. Only once in my living memory did I have a young girl who I remember she sat in the front row She said, oh, no, no, no. She said, I don't have an idea. She said, I've come to ask you, give me an idea that's going to make me the most money. (laughs) And the moment she said it, I was like, get out. Mm -hmm. I said, you're not going to be able to sustain the hard times if that's all you're looking for. You have to base this business on what's your passion, your hobby, your skill, or have you spotted a gap in the market that you think that you can fill, but you still have to feel passionate about that thing. And as I say, the past couple of years that we've had so much turmoil for small businesses and everyone, but the thing that has kept small businesses going is, why did I do this? Oh, because I love it, because I've seen a wrong in society that I want to write, or I love the product that I'm producing. That's the thing. That passion is the thing that keeps you going.
3: Even to today, I find that um, both men and women that I find inspiring around me have the have that ability to kind of I guess pave the way and set the groundwork where women feel comfortable in the in the workplace. And only a couple a couple of years ago I had had an incident where um a customer sent me this inappropriate text message and I had that horrible moment where it comes through and you think, Oh, geez, like, how am I going to deal with this? You know, like how how do I deal with this in a way that is both professional but also is very really firm to say this is not appropriate and this is not the way that we're going to communicate and actually one of the people that helped me in that situ- situation was was another man that he was you know something that he was passionate about that this is not acceptable this is not not okay and you know he's a, one of the you know leaders in the industry um, Phil Jones who's head of eBay Motors and you know he I had a phone call with him and he kind of gave me guidance and advice on how how I could deal with that and that's as As a very well respected man in the industry, when women are able to speak to him about that and he can guide and advise advise that 's i think really invaluable because it doesn 't have to come from another another woman it just has to come from someone that is empathetic understands that that 's not acceptable, but also somebody that 's very business savvy so can guide you from a business perspective of how to deal with that in a way that is is I guess professional but also more importantly in a way that makes you feel empowered and makes you feel like actually you're setting your own boundary for what, what you will and won't accept in in the workplace. So um, I'm very fortunate to have had a lot of men and women around me be able to kind of I guess inspire me but also help and support from, from that perspective because as you said, the automotive industry is very male dominated industry there are a lot of perceptions about about the industry and about i guess and um, how people would behave in that industry and you know some some of it true i guess but a lot of it not and there are a lot of senior male leaders in that industry that want to pave the way for for women and are doing a really good job at
0: that i mean technology is a business but i'm male <laughs> so hearing um or, you know your perspective, other perspectives for it. I don't. I don't experience some of those challenges that women might face in certain industries. But where you just mentioned working hard, I mean, I could. I could bounce back and say that's something that is. It doesn't matter whether you are male or female. It doesn't really matter. People have to work hard. You mentioned that it's changing. Uh, Some people use like the glass ceiling analogy.
1: Oh, I hate that analogy. (laughs) I mean, who put the glass ceiling there? I think for me, looking at my background and my history, what I feel is that I've spent my life breaking so many barriers that I cease to see the glass ceiling. I mean, what glass ceiling and who put it there? I think sometimes we put the glass ceiling on there ourselves. You know, if you, for me, it might sound corny, but if you believe it, you can achieve it. For me, there's, like we just mentioned, going to the former Soviet Union at the age of 16 to a country where I knew no one, didn't speak the language, stood out like a sore thumb being a black woman. I mean, that for me was the biggest thing that happened, changed for me as a young woman. So now when I get through obstacles, I think back to that thinking, if you manage that, then you can conquer the world.
0: I hope you enjoyed this interview. Uh, please remember to hit follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. It really helps the algorithm and push this podcast up through the rankings and also leave some feedback. I look forward to bringing you the next episode of Drive. Until next time, this is Drive, the small business podcast from UKBF.